Hello, and thank you for joining us today. I'm Laura Evans, and you are listening to Hope for the Hurting. Our mission is simple. We want to provide hope and help to those who are hurting, lost, lonely, and in despair. My background is in broadcasting and radio, and I'm joined by my dad, Dr. Irv Wolf, who, in addition to being a pastor for over 30 years, has a background in marriage and family therapy. Dr. Irv has authored two books, and currently he's directing Wolf Counseling, where he and my mom offer telecounseling to individuals and couples. And you can find out more information if you're in need of counseling or you know someone who is by emailing them at wolf, W-O-O-L-F, counsel at gmail.com. Or you can also go to wolfcouncil.com for more information. Uh, Today we are switching gears just a little bit. We are heading into the Christmas season. For the month of December, we are taking a pause from our series on protection from deception to focus on Christ, to focus on Christmas, which is the sole reason for our hope. And specifically, we're talking about angelic hosts, angels all around us. What are their roles? What were their roles at the time of our Savior's birth throughout biblical history and today? Dear Heavenly Father, just we just come before you now and we just lift up this podcast to you. We thank you that you've assigned angels to look after your children and all the different roles that they, they play in our lives and even unbeknownst to us, the things that they protect us from. And I just thank you so much for that, God, the way that you fight for us. Most of the time, we're, we're unaware of what's, what's going on around us. So I pray today and throughout this um, series on angels, you would open our eyes to see just how faithful you are and how good you are and the way that you take care of your children and help us to be just in awe of the way that you've designed angels and designed them to um, all the different roles that they're going to play in our lives and in the world around us. Pray that you give my dad words to know uh, what to say and how to communicate this effectively to our listeners, and then that our listeners would be encouraged and um, also educated by what they hear on angels throughout this podcast. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's just start out by saying angels have been a source of fascination for mankind for centuries. And, and I can still recall, and maybe you can too, from your time in school with the Renaissance and the pictures of angels that were depicted by Raphael and Michelangelo and others mm-hmm. who painted or sculpted uh, angels. Uh, as uh, beautiful human beings with wings. Uh, Typically, a painting has uh, them shining. They have glowing lights. They have halos. Mm -hmm. They have harps. They have flowing white gowns. And, of course, perfectly sculpted bodies, not an ounce of fat on them. They're angelic. Yeah, they got rippling stomach muscles. They've not discovered Krispy Kreme. (laughs) have not. Mm. Uh, But is that really what angels look like? Uh, angels have inspired all, all sorts of imaginative stories and depictions, but what's uh, what do they really look like? They're um, they're small, fat little babies that have a bow. <laughs> no, that's, that's all. Those are hallmark angels. <laughs> that's uh, but what's left? What's sep- let's separate fact from fiction. Are angels around us even today in this high tech twenty first century? So we want to know the truth. And if we're going to know the truth, we have to find out what the Bible says about angels, because uh, our world, I don't think our world even believes in angels. So here we are, uh, because we're based on, uh, you know, we're based on the Bible, but I I don't think the world takes it seriously. 
at Christmas time, I think they're more apt to believe in angels because, you know, Hark the Herald Angels sing and we talk about it. Um, yeah. But, and I, I think I would, I would argue that most mothers have had some kind of experience where there's no way to explain how their child survived if it weren't for a guardian angel. Yeah, well, that may very well be. I mean, I've done surveys. We're going to talk about this, but I've done surveys in Sunday school classes. And I've asked the adults in that class, how many of you have had an encounter with an angel? Wow. Half the class raises their hands, which, which is, was quite shocking to me the first time I saw that happen, because I thought I was the only one. <laughs> yeah, so we should probably do an entire episode just on stories of people that have encountered angels. Yeah, well, that's what I'm, I'm thinking. If, we, if the people will tell us, right. they need to tell us their stories. Yep. But let's, let's talk about, you know, angels in the Bible. Okay. Uh, what are they? Why did God create them? Uh, is there a hierarchy of angels, almost like an army yep. with yep. ranks? Yep. And we'll talk about much more. The word angel means messenger. So angels are God's messenger service. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're they're like God's divine UPS. Uh, you know, they, they deliver messages and uh, they come to people uh, as God dispatches them. So why did God create angels? Yeah, well, they haven't always existed. That's one thing to, to take into account. They're not God. According to scripture, they're part of the universe that God created. In a passage that refers to angels and talks about them as being the host or the armies of heaven, we read, you are the Lord, you alone have made heaven, the heaven of heavens and all their host, and the host of heaven worships you. So the host of heaven are the angels. Yep. And that's Nehemiah 9.6. In the New Testament, Paul tells us that God created all things visible and invisible, specifically includes the angelic world uh, with the phrase, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or authorities. So he's, he's describing uh, ranks or uh, various categories of angels with those words. While these Bible verses tell us God created angels, the Bible also suggests that they don't exist in the same way that we do. Uh, Hebrews suggests that all angels are spirits. When Jesus appears to the disciples, he asserts that spirits don't have bodies like he does. In the Bible, angels can't usually be seen by humans unless God reveals them. From time to time, angels take on bodily form and appear to various people in scripture. So whether it's the angel Gabriel coming to Mary, uh, or whether it's, you know, whether it is the, the, the angels appear, the angelic host appearing to the shepherds and telling them what to do. Um, in the Old Testament, uh, Elijah uh, shows uh, Gehazi, his servant, that they are surrounded by an army of angels. So, so don't worry about the Syrians. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, the, they, they will be taken care of. And uh, they were blinded. Uh, but around them, surrounding Elijah and Gehazi was a whole army of angels that were invisible. And uh, Elijah uh, was able to... Uh, pray and ask God to reveal them to right. Gehazi so he could see them. Right. I think it's so cool in that story that Elijah isn't faced at all because he has such a strong faith in the Lord and trusting him. Yeah. He's, not, he's just unshaken. Yep. Yep. 
That's greater cool. is those that are around us than those that are that are opposing us. Right, right. And that's that's kind of where he's coming from. So with angels, are there different categories? Are there different types? Yeah. Well, there are there are seemingly a number of different categories. Uh, three of them that are mentioned in the Bible are cherubim, seraphim, and living creatures. The the I am on the end of any Hebrew word means plural. And so when it's talking about cherubim, if it wants to talk about one, it's cherub. Right. So multiple ones is cherubim. Same thing with seraphim and living creatures. Well, who are the cherubim? The cherubim are mentioned in several places in the scripture. For one, they guarded the entrance to the Garden of Eden and the flaming sword. So when Adam and Eve sinned, they were kicked out. They were sent east of Eden and they were sent out of the Garden of Eden to till the ground. And uh, the, the, the entrance back into the garden was guarded by a cherubim and a flaming sword. Second thing is God is enthroned above them. So they're beneath him. God rides on them. So evidently <laughs> they're like his, his uh, horses that he can ride on. Interesting. Are they shaped like a horse? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think and so. Why does God need to ride on anything? Like he can just appear or disappear yeah. or fly. Well, and it may be speaking figuratively. I'm not saying it's not. Psalm 18.10 says God rides on the cherubim. Yeah. I don't know exactly how he does that. I don't know why he does that. He doesn't have to explain it to me. Who am I? I'm Irv Wolf. Right. You know, he doesn't have to explain anything to me. Anyway, two golden figures of cherubim sit above the Ark of the Covenant, where God promised to dwell among his people. If you remember, in the temple... Uh, the cherubim have their wings outstretched. Their wings are so long that they touch the walls yes. of either side. And they're looking in together, one on opposite side. Uh, they're on opposite sides and they're looking in towards the Holy of Holies and the Ark of the Covenant. So do they have wings or do they have hands or do they have both? Because there's that verse in Psalms that talks about they will lift you up in their hands. To yep. not strike your foot against the stone. Yeah, I think they've got both. I really do. I think they've got both. I think they've got wings, but they can also lift with their hands. Wow. So they're they're unique creatures. They're they're different than the rank and file angel. Uh, they're of a higher order. Another type of angel are the seraphim. They're only mentioned one time in the Bible. They appear in Isaiah 6, 2 through 7. One of my favorite passages. They worship the Lord. They cry out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Yeah. And seraph means burner. These are the burners. So they're like flaming. Oh, wow. Living creatures is the third one. And this is an interesting one because both Ezekiel and Revelation speak of other kinds of heavenly beings known as living creatures that are gathered around the throne of God, they appear with four different faces. The face of a lion, the face of a man, the face of an eagle, face of an ox. So four living creatures. And most theologians think they represent the four parts of God's creation. 
wild beasts, domestic animals, human beings, and birds. And they also worship God continually. It says day and night, they never cease to sing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And that's Revelation 4.8. I was teaching this once to uh, an adult class of about 100 adults. And I found an artist's depiction of a living creature, hmm. what it would look like with all four of those faces. It's weird. Okay. It's very, it sounds it's very, weird. It's very weird because every time it turns, it's a different face. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, Lord. I mean, Laura, you're you're hitting into an area that just is ripe with speculation. Right. You know, as to what they might look like. Well, and there's other things that John describes in Revelation that, you know, he might be describing a helicopter, but he's never seen a helicopter before. So he's talking about right. flying locusts and, yep. you know. Yep, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. I mean, a lot of it is figurative. We just don't know. I mean, there, there are certain things we have to take a humble position and not, you know, not like we're the authority on it. We just have to say some of this we just don't know. We, we know they're identified as living creatures. We just don't know quite what they look like. Uh, we're told they have four faces. But boy, how does that all play out? I don't know. Right. And is there some type of a hierarchy? Do they take their orders from God? Do they take their orders from Michael or Gabriel? I mean, how does this work? Yep. Yep. Now we're getting into kind of the rank and file of God's army of angels. Um, and and the, the, there does to be does appear to be like any army, rank and order. Uh, the angel hierarchy is supported by Jude 9. When the angel Michael is called an archangel, arch means high or the highest angel. That's a title that indicates rule and authority over other angels. So the, he's a He's like the equivalent of a four-star general. Right. He's the four-star general. He's also called one of the chief princes in Daniel 10, 13. And he appears to lead God's angelic army in Revelation 12. It says, war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon, that's Satan. And the dragon and his angels fought, but they were defeated. Hasta la bye-bye. Mm -hmm. So that's in Revelation 12. Paul also tells us the Lord will return from heaven with the archangel's call, the shout of an archangel and the trumpet of, of God, the trumpet blast of God. And then uh, at that point, uh, we are raptured. We are taken up and called up to be with him. But an angel plays a role in that. Uh, scripture doesn't tell us if this refers to Michael or if there are other archangels as well, but we do know Michael is one of the ones that's uh, definitely identified as being an archangel. Right. And I thought it was interesting because some people like to think that Satan and Jesus are equals. No, 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 no. Jesus is on a whole nother level. He's a son of God. So Satan and Michael are equals. Bingo. Yeah. And, and everything in the scripture indicates that Satan was just a created angel, just like all the others. Right. Very powerful angel, like one of the archangels. Right. 
who led a whole host of rebel angels. One third of heaven, right? Yep, a third of the angels in heaven. And that we're going to talk about that, I think, in the next podcast, how many angels there are. But there's literally thousands of thousands of thousands. Tens of thousands, yes. So we don't even know. In fact, it says an innumerable number, myriads of myriads of angels. I mean, my guess is there are as many angels in heaven as there are people on earth. Everybody has their own guardian angel. Yeah, about 7 billion people on earth. I'm guessing there's probably at least that many in heaven. So this is a question, and maybe you're going to answer this in one of the other podcasts, but does God assign guardian angels only to his children or to every human being? Uh, We will answer that one in depth. Okay. That's coming. That's coming, Laura. That's coming. Okay. There's only only two angels have their names in the Bible, and that's interesting to me. Uh, the Archangel Michael, we've just talked about him, mm-hmm. and uh, he is uh, mentioned in Jude 9 and Revelation 12 and Daniel 10. Gabriel is the only other angel that's mentioned in the Bible. He's an archangel also, and he's identified as God's messenger. He tells Zechariah, I'm Gabriel, who stand in the presence, who stands in the presence of God. And then he comes to somebody called Mary. In the sixth month, Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin. The virgin's name was Mary. Right. We're going to do an entire episode just on angels and the birth of Christ. Yep. Yeah. Our Christmas uh, segment on angels uh, will be powerful because we're identifying the role of angels in the birth of Christ. Well, so, you know, we're talking about angels and we're talking about how they, they watch over us and protect us, but, but they, also, they also dole out God's judgment. We want you to be certain that you know that you're going to heaven, that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, that you're not going to have to deal with angels on, on, in that sense, but that more that they'll be um, your guardian angels and looking out for you and protecting you. And you can know that you're going to heaven through the ABCs of salvation, which we discuss every week at the end of our podcast. We want to give everybody an opportunity to invite Jesus to be their savior. And you can do that through the ABCs of salvation. A is admit you are a sinner in need of a savior. All of us have sinned. In Romans 3.23, the Bible says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And then B, believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In John 14.6, Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And then see, call upon his name and ask him to come into your life. Romans 10, 13 says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And dad, would you guide us through that prayer? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, Dear listener, we come to uh, this time in in our podcast where we give you a chance to respond. Uh, You know, God loves you. And you know how much God loves you? We believe he assigned an angel to you to help guide you into the truth, to help you understand how valuable you are to God and how much he loves you and how much he cares about you being with him for eternity. And if you don't know Jesus personally, I want to invite you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I know that I have sinned and fallen short of your standards. I've violated your standards and my own. 
And now, Lord, I, I know that and I repent of that. And I just want you to know I'm sincerely sorry and broken over my sin. I believe in Jesus. And I believe Jesus is my sin bearer, my atonement, the one who took my place on the cross. It should have been me, but it was him. He died in my place on the cross for my sin. And not only do I believe in it, but I'm calling on him. Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, cleanse me from sin. Jesus, make me your own. And I will live for you forever. Amen. 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 If you prayed that prayer, we'd love to hear from you. If you're on the fence about whether you want to pray that prayer, don't delay. Because any day now, we could hear the angels announcing Jesus' return. The trump from heaven announcing that he's returning. And then it's too late. So. Please, please make that decision today. And if you've got loved ones or friends that haven't made that choice yet, share this podcast with them. We'd love to share the good news of Jesus with them as well. But if you did make that decision, we'd love to celebrate with you. So email us at hopewellcouncil at gmail.com. We'll send you some materials to help you grow in your faith. And we're just so grateful that you chose to join us today for this podcast. Join us next week as we continue our series on angels around us. And you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anchor.fm. And if you have questions or if you have an angel story, we would love to share it. We would love to talk about it. Um, you can email those to hopewellcouncil at gmail.com. And um, I'm going to close this out with one of my favorite passages on angels, and that is from Psalm 91. Psalm 91, 11 through 12. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone.